Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 14, Chapter 165. The Devil Attacks Philip. In the year of Christ's birth, 1593, Philip was praying earnestly one day. And the devil, who was always eager to prevent anyone from praying, spattered his clothes with filth. For Philip was one whom he could not endure. In June of that year, Antonia Caraccia, the wife of Antonio Pasquini, gave birth and was suddenly stricken with a pain in her right side. As the pain increased, her servants put her to bed. It increased much more, and she began to be racked with a violent fever. Suffering from this fever and these pains, she was reduced to the condition that she could not move herself in any direction. She lay thus afflicted for a fortnight, and no medical treatment was of any use. Antonio decided it was time to apply to Philip for help. He told him, go away, your wife will be all right. And after saying that, sent him away. However, the disease appeared to be getting worse moment by moment, and her stomach rejected everything she tried to eat, till the sick woman was unable to eat at all neither by night nor day. Antonio went to Philip again and begged him repeatedly to agree to help his wife in her distress, for she was so racked by fever that she was on the point of death. Philip answered, Your wife will not die of this present illness. What's more, she will recover her health and strength as before. Go home. I will follow you there. When he reached her, Philip asked her what was wrong with her and where the pain was. On learning that, he touched the painful area, and she was at once filled with such joy at his touch that she hardly knew where she was for delight. Philip became aware of what God had done through him and withdrew, comforting the woman with these words as he left, Be glad, you have nothing to fear. He'd hardly gone away before she began to turn herself from side to side, without needing help as she had before. This appeared to be putting her health at risk, but as she did it, her former strength was revived and she realized that she was quite rid of her fever and all the pain. Joyfully, she called her husband, and his astonishment showed him that she was cured. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, 
have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, apostle of Rome, flower of purity, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Philip became aware of what God had done through him. This awareness is something that we've speculated about throughout this book. And here tonight, Galonio affirms that at least in this instance, St. Philip was aware of this charismatic grace being done through him, this healing being done through him. And St. Philip did something very interesting. He withdrew. What does that mean? He didn't stand around and wait to be praised and lauded and spoken highly of when she got better. He withdrew before anyone realized that she was better. He knew she had been healed. He knew that she had been filled with joy. Reminds us of Our Lady with Elizabeth, right? John the Baptist leapt for joy, and then his mother was filled with joy. She felt that stirring within her. And so Elizabeth knew the presence of God through the joy that she felt, and John knew the presence of God through the joy. And this woman, Antonia, felt joy. And the presence of God was there. You see, there are external confirmations, these charismatic graces like miracles. They are confirmations of what's proclaimed in our faith. But there's also interior confirmations, interior motives of credibility, we call it, things that make it believable that Christ is with us, that God is real, that the church is the church, that we have a certain vocation, that we're supposed to do something. And joy and peace are two of those interior manifestations, those interior evidences of the presence of God. Joy and peace. I came that my joy might be in you, Jesus said, and your joy might be complete. My peace I give you, Christ said. My peace I leave you. Not as the world gives peace do I give it to you. And so we want to pray the joy and peace of Christ will be in our hearts. The joy and peace of believing in him. Now there is against our having joy and peace There is our own fallen nature, our wounded nature. There is our tendency to sin, our tendency not to want to allow ourselves to be happy, not to allow ourselves to be joyful. We like to sabotage ourselves. It's a very strange thing, a fallen human being. The Lord wants to fill us with joy and peace, and we kind of find it hard to believe that we're so lovable and that we are loved. And so we try to kind of push God away. And if we push God away, we push his joy and his peace because the joy and peace come from having God in our soul and having love for God. And so we try to push him away. 
So what's the answer? The answer is to pray, to ask God for the grace not to push him away, to ask for the grace to have a regular prayer life. And so we have the danger within, the fallenness we call our flesh. And then there is the world around us that's always trying to tempt us, always trying to lead us away from God. But then there is the devil, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And the devil, when he sees us beginning to pray, when he sees us particularly beginning to pray in a way that benefits the church, that builds up real charity in the church, he tries to hinder it. The devil tries to hinder nothing more than prayer, St. Philip used to say. And tonight we read he was always eager to prevent anyone from praying. And so what did he do to Philip? He spattered his clothing with filth, with dirt. Why dirt? Why filth? Because that's what human beings were made from. God took the dust of the earth, the dirt of the earth, and he formed it into a human being. He breathed into it the breath of life. And the devil hates that. He hates that these material beings have been raised up through Christ, through Christ's birth, into the greatest intimacy possible with God to a creature, even higher than the angels. And when he sees us drawing close to God in prayer, he wants to stop it. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill our hearts with a desire for prayer. Give us prudence. Help us to put away the things that are distracting us. Help us to move some of our technology away from our places of prayer. Help us to cut things out, to be courageous, to see how we're being distracted and tempted and brought away, and so that we can make time for the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.